break 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 You're listening to Breakthrough News, and this is The Punch-Out. We're following the news all day so you don't have to, giving you everything you need to know about what's in the headlines and what should be. And yes, we are back here on The Punch-Out, 24th of August, 2022. Very happy to be back with you here on the show, and we got plenty for you here on the show as we always do. Today, we're going to be talking about the hellacious heat waves that are here to stay. In the U.S., many of us are just coming off some relentlessly hot days. So for everyone listening to this inside the continental United States, I want you to close your eyes. Think back to the hottest week this year. How miserable you were. How your electricity bill went up because you blasted the A.C., Just how much you hated the whole thing. Okay, you got it? You there in your mind? Well, got some bad news for you. Because by 2053, the hottest week of the year is going to become the hottest month of the year. So yeah, add at least three more weeks onto that misery. A new study from the First Street Foundation has laid out how on the current track we are on, extreme heat is not only here to stay, But every year for the next 20 years, it's going to get significantly worse. To give you a sense of how bad, right now, less than 1% of the country experiences even one day of, quote, extreme danger days. And that's when the heat index reaches 125 degrees or more. But by 2053, if things keep going the way they are as it concerns the climate, 26% of counties will have at least one day where it's 125 degrees or more. So from less than 1% today to 26% of counties in 20 years. Currently, about 91% of the country has, on average, 24 days where the heat index is 100 degrees or more. But by 2053, on the current track, 96% of counties will have an average of 37 days of over 100 degrees or more. Right now, 99% of the country has, on average, 69 days where it's over 90 degrees. By 2053, that number will increase to 84 if things don't change in terms of tackling the climate emergency. So as you can see, it's already hot and it's getting significantly hotter. Before we get into more of the numbers laid out by the First Street Foundation, it's worth remembering the serious impacts of extreme heat. Sustained exposure to extreme heat can lead to things like dehydration, fatigue, heat stroke, heat exhaustion, heat cramps, hospitalization, and other potentially fatal complications like heart failure. Some research even shows that extreme heat can damage your organs, your cells, and even your DNA. As the First Street Foundation also notes, quote, common building materials such as steel and cement absorb heat easily, reaching surface temperatures of up to 140 degrees Fahrenheit. In extreme heat conditions, the joints of bridges may swell too much to allow for normal functioning. Railway lines can become wavy, causing trains to derail, and airplane wheels can sink into melting tarmac on runways. So extreme heat can not only kill you, it can bring society to a standstill. And of course, 
The increase in the use of air conditioning because of this extreme heat can seriously increase costs to the consumer and carbon emissions. The First Street Foundation study details that in the 20 states that will see the biggest increase in AC costs from 2023 to 2053 because of this rise in extreme heat, there will be a roughly $2.8 billion increase in cooling costs. And it goes without saying, this will also increase carbon emissions by many billions of pounds per year unless there is more clean energy infrastructure in place. And thinking about it in terms of the hottest seven days where you are, or what is known as local hot days, is important because it speaks to differential impacts. For instance, in South Texas, 90 degrees eh, probably doesn't sound that bad, especially in the summer. But in the Pacific Northwest, which has no real preparation for high temperatures like that, it can be devastating. You may remember how last year, about a week of temperatures over 100 degrees in Portland, Oregon, killed 60 people. So if you just consider... If everyone's hottest week now becomes their hottest month in basically the entire country, there's going to be serious stress on existing systems and structures over the next 20 years, barring major changes in how we address the climate. And one particular thing to consider is that the increased use of AC will put serious stress on electricity infrastructure and could lead to an increase in blackouts. In terms of those extreme danger days we mentioned at the outset where it's 125 degrees or greater, just to further quantify how bad this could get here, on our current trajectory, we will go from 8 million people subject to extreme danger days today to 107 million people in 2053. These counties where this will be taking place are heavily concentrated in, quote, an area stretching from Louisiana and Texas north through Iowa, Indiana, and Illinois. The top five metropolitan areas by number of impacted neighborhoods expected to experience these extreme danger days are St. Louis, Missouri, Kansas City, Missouri, Memphis, Tennessee, Tulsa, Oklahoma, and Chicago, Illinois. In terms of dangerous days where the temperature tops 100 degrees, the most affected counties are in Texas, Arizona, Florida, and California. Star County, Texas, it's right there on the border with Mexico, already has the most dangerous days. They have 109 days where it's over 100 degrees. By 2053 on the current trajectory, they'll have 131 days. Monroe County, Florida will jump from 94 to 126 days over 100 degrees on our current trajectory. The top 20 counties in terms of the most dangerous days will all have over 100 days of 100 plus degree weather by 2053 unless things change. And by the way, those same states we mentioned, Texas, Arizona, Florida, and California, will also see the number of consecutive days of that type of 100-degree-plus weather on average go from 20 days to 74 days. In terms of heat waves based on the local hot days, by 2053, essentially the entire country will have a greater than 50% chance to have at least three consecutive days at or above the temperature that area could expect to see on the seven hottest days of the year currently. So in other words, essentially everyone will experience at least one heat wave a year, even in the coolest areas of the country. Just to give you some local flavor on this to further press home how serious this is if nothing changes, by 2053, Phoenix will have on average 19 days of 111.6 degree weather. In Imperial, California, where the number one industry is farming, i.e. people working outside, by 2053, there will be on average 20 days where it's hotter than 113 degrees. In Hartford, Connecticut, there will be at least 16 days that are hotter than 97 degrees. In Miami, there will be 29 days where it's hotter than 104 degrees by 2053 on our current trajectory. In Kalamazoo, Michigan, there will be 16 days over 99 degrees. 
So again, you can see the number of very hot days is going up basically everywhere significantly year by year for the next 20 years unless something changes. Which means this should all be a warning to us because we can still do things to mitigate the rise in temperatures in the U.S. and globally. This isn't a fait accompli, but this has to be a wake-up call. You can add that to some of the other wake-up calls, and the First Street Foundation has quantified some of that, too, like the fact that by 2050, there will be an 11% increase in the number of homes at risk of burning down due to wildfire. Nearly 80 million homes at risk of burning down due to wildfire. There's also the fact that there'll be a 26.4 increase in the number of floods by 2050. So at the end of the day, basically every alarm bell is ringing about the state of the climate. Right now, the U.S. and the world are way behind the eight ball in terms of what needs to be done to address climate change. The recent climate bill passed by Congress here in the U.S. actually is only slated to, best case, cut emissions by 40 percent by 2030, which is 12 percent lower than where we need to be to keep the climate from spinning even further out of control by that time. So, again, take this as a warning, an alarm bell, whatever you want to say. We can either all do more to fight for climate justice or we can all burn. That's the punch out for today. We're with you Monday through Friday, 5 p.m. here in New York East Coast Standard Time, 2 p.m. in Los Angeles Pacific Standard Time, and 9 p.m. GMT. And of course, you can support everything we do here at Breakthrough News at patreon.com slash breakthrough news. It's your patronage that keeps all of our offerings here at Breakthrough News moving forward. And of course, you can check us out across all your social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at BT Newsroom.